0: size matters not. Look at me. Get me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the force. And the powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we Not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here. Between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes. Even between the land and the ship.
1: You want the impossible. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Wampus Lair podcast. This is our first episode of a new segment on the show called Star Wars Lessons. And with me for this first episode of Star Wars Lessons, I've got longtime friend of the show, your favorite Star Wars artist in mine, Mr. Joe
0: Hogan. I don't know if everyone feels like I am their favorite Star Wars artist but I am flattered to be yours, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you feeling?
1: Oh, I'm good. Back to normal. Heart surgery. Chest are, wise is good. Chest, yep. Chest is back to sh- chip shop shape. Good. Heart is back to normal. I've one last appointment this week to find out that everything's good to go, but I'm pretty sure it is. Very um, good. But I'm so like, I've been thinking about trying to add some new segment to the main show for a while. Um, I've kind of spitballed this idea with you for a bit. I've spitballed it with uh, my, my friend Mike, um, and I decided I just wanted to do one episode a month. We're just inviting on, you know, different people to talk about lessons we've learned from Star Wars. And when I, you know, just kind of said to you, "Hey, you want to do the first one with me?" You got a scene in mind, and you were immediately like, "Yeah, I do." Luke, <laughs> Luke and Yoda raising the X wing in Empire. So um, that's what we're going to be looking at in this first episode of Star Wars Lessons is uh, the, the raising of the X wing on Dagobah. Um, so. Joe, I'm pretty excited that you're going to be doing this first one. You were also the first person to do Tales of the, Lord, the Larians, which is hey, <laughs> sad to say right. now a defunct part of the show as well. But I, see, I seem to be good at starting segments, but not necessarily maintaining them. But this this one seemed a bit more manageable by keeping it on the main show. Um, I'm hoping to get you know each month like uh, just a bunch of different types of voices and experiences of Star Wars on the show. But I figured for the first one, why not go with my main dude?
0: Oh, you're a doll. Well, what's, <laughs> what's exciting about this segment, too, is that, you know, since even since you started podcasting with Jason, so, you know, what was that, like, seven years ago, eight uh, years ago now?
1: Nine years ago, almost. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Um, Like, we've gotten so much more Star Wars content to drive, you know, lessons from, to draw from all this stuff. Like... You know, I, I'm I'm not the the biggest lover of the new trilogy, but like I, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, great stuff that I think people will be drawn to. I think for this segment, certainly. Um, but yeah, I mean that. I think even Mandalorian has some good stuff. Clone Wars has some great stuff. Rebels. Um, you know, and it's and obviously Star Wars is going to keep going for a while. So I think it's, uh <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty neat. Yeah, I think it's pretty neat. Yeah, and this is
1: this has forever been my favorite part of Star Wars to to really talk about and to to dive into. I mean, this is why I am such a big Star Wars fan all these years later is because Star Wars teaches me a lot, and I, I love. Uh, I love lo- seeing how Star Wars can intersect with my own life. Um, so that's kind of the point of this segment is to just talk about things specifically in Star Wars, um, within the context of the story, but also to talk about them within the context of life and, and why they're so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of kind of what we're gonna do. And like I said, you know, I, I asked you what you wanted to what. What would be a good moment for this? And you immediately went to the, you know, that moment in the swamp with um, Luke trying to raise the X-Wing and failing and then Yoda doing it for him. Um, you know, Why did you pick this? What, what's so big about this moment in your mind?
0: Man, even today, like you know, I was just saying there's, there's so many lessons to draw from in Star Wars as a whole. But like, still to this day, since the first time I saw that scene as a, I guess, 10-year-old. Like, it just resonated with me that, you know, there's two two uh, things Yoda says in that scene, and I'm sure everybody already knows them. He says, size matters not, and do or do not, there is no try. And, you know, it, an idealist can, can hear those things and say, yeah, okay, that's cool in practice. Now, that, that's cool on paper, but in practice, it's not always that simple. But I remember at that time, you know, I was a very, um, you know, kind of an awkward kid. Um, I, I, you know, I was the shortest kid in class, so, you know, I got picked on a lot. Uh, but it was around the time that I started taking martial arts. So, you know, I was learning how to defend myself and gain more self-confidence and believe in myself more. You know, when you're learning something, you're not going to be perfect at it. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. It's going to take failing and and uh, you know trying over and over and repetition and hard work before you really get good at something. And I remember that was just the right age for me for what Yoda said to really click because you know to me as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm learning how how to do martial arts. It's kind of like Luke learning to be a Jedi, and sometimes he messes up, but you know it's it's and there's this like little Yoda guy and he's really small but he can do it and like I, that's crazy like and it was just one of those things that i don't know what it was but it just it clicked and it's like yeah i i can get better if i do this and it's cool because what i really like about the original you know i'm i'm hopefully not going off on a tangent cuz to me right now this makes sense um <laughs> All, all of our main characters in the original trilogy, and even very much so in the prequel trilogy, they all come from different walks of life, right? And they kind of all figure out how their goals intersect. And it doesn't matter if you're a farm boy. It doesn't matter if you're a scoundrel. It doesn't matter if you're a you know, former Wookiee slave or if you're uh, you know, droids, whatever. It doesn't matter where you come from if you if you push and you work hard and you're good to people great things are going to happen and believing in yourself is is a huge part of that and yoda you know really kind of lays that on with luke because you know do or do not there is no try you know is is a is a mental thing right and yoda kind of follows up with that later on you know luke tries to lift the x-wing and he fails And then, you know, Luke says, you want the impossible. And it's because he's stuck in his mindset of, I can't do this. The reason he's failing is because he can't do it. And Yoda tells him that. And that's when you see the look on Luke's face. He's like, yeah, that's why I fail. Because, uh, you know, I don't don't believe it. And Yoda says, that's exactly why you fail. Because you don't believe in yourself. And it's, I mean... I I don't know how much more I can expand on that. I mean, really, like, to me, that scene is such a like a succinct little package of insight and everything I think a young kid should hear at the age that I heard it. I feel like, for me, the stars aligned for me to hear that at the exact right moment because, you know, I I went on to art school and, and, you know, I knew I wanted to be an artist and you know, in art school, I, I, I kind of walked into that um, feeling kind of unprepared almost because, to me, I felt like someone who was at the kind of the bottom of the class. And, you know, all these other people – I went from, you know, high school art classes where, you know, I was, I was the quote-unquote best artist um, in a small high school on Staten Island and then went to art school in Manhattan surrounded by all these people who many of them have, uh, you know, had training all those years when really I just drew because I really loved it and really enjoyed it, but I didn't have any actual formal training. And these people, you know, many of them did. Many of them worked harder than I did before they got there. Uh, Many of them were more naturally talented, you know, and I walked into that uh, environment feeling really just like a very, very, very small fish in a huge uh, ocean it, it felt like and you know it was one of those things that even then was like driving me I was like I am not going to get anywhere I'm not going to achieve this dream uh, in the state that I am now so if I'm going to do this I'm gonna, if I'm going to get this impossible dream I need to work twice as hard as everyone else and I need to believe in myself and I need to push myself And, you know, this isn't me. I hope this isn't me sounding like I have an ego or anything. But even back then, I knew I wanted to be a Star Wars artist. And many of my teachers were like, oh, maybe you want to consider doing art directing. Or, you know, I don't think you you really want, you should, I don't think you should focus on, you know, doing Star Wars art. There's not much future in that, you know, who knows. And, you know, I understand where they were coming from. But a lot of it was, um, you know, them just trying to basically tell me, don't put all your eggs in this basket. But, uh, you know, a lot of them also didn't understand that I was like, I need to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. I know in my heart, this is my dream here. I have to I have to pursue this. I need to see this to the end. And any time I felt like, oh, this just isn't good. This isn't good enough. It was do or do not. It was, you know, you fail because you don't believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Put the time in. And, um, you know, I graduated in, you know, 2008, 12 years ago now. And I'm doing it, man. Like, I'm doing my dream. And, like, even now, like, it's still hard sometimes. But, like, do or do not. When it gets hard, do or do not. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. So just stop, you know, letting doubt kind of, like, infect you know and and uh poison your your dreams and your beliefs and just just go for it um and I, I just yeah it it was just one of those things that you know now i am of many of those classmates i think i'm one of the few working artists because they you know they told us early on uh, a very small percentage of you are going to quote unquote make it so you guys need to accept that now if this is something that you want to do or not, because you need to love it, even even when it's at its worst. You need to love it in order to do this stuff, and I, I, that was a hundred percent true. And you know, many many of my classmates are, um, you know, working artists, but many of them aren't, and it's not because they weren't talented, and it's not because they didn't work hard, but you know what. It's something separates the people who uh, take it all away and don't and you know a lot of it is circumstance, but a lot of it is also mentality uh, I think and I, I I really think that that lesson from Yoda like if I I don't know like I honestly don't know like if if I had not seen that movie at the right time because it inspired me to be an artist and it inspired me to to like never. Just give up on something that I knew in my heart that I wanted to do. Um, that was a very long rant on my part. I don't know <laughs> if, if there was any direction you wanted me to go with it, but I just, I just kind of, just kind of went with it.
1: No, that's great. It's your. It's why this scene matters to you, right? Like how how you've lived, how you've lived it, um, and that's kind of the point of this. Um, you know, and. Uh, It's so funny, like when I was a kid, Empire was kind of my favorite movie, mainly because it was the first one I saw. Um, And then I saw Return of the Jedi, and that became my favorite for a long time. Because I do, (laughs) like as a kid, I do think it's a lot more fun. Um, You know, the middle of speeder
0: bikes are pretty rad.
1: They are pretty rad, and Jabba's palace to open it, it's it's pretty great. It's a fun movie. Um, And Empire is a bit, you know, I mean, it's it's more of the it's the character development story. It's them struggling with their internal demons, especially Luke. but you know now, like Empire is cemented as my favorite movie of all time, and I don't see that ever changing. Um, and this is the type of stuff that makes me love it forever, right? And um, you know, in this story here, Luke Luke comes to Dagobah with very specific goals, with very specific mm-hmm. dreams, right? I'm going to meet this great warrior, and he's going to turn me into this great Jedi Knight so that I can go vanquish Darth Vader and the evil of the galaxy, right? Like he has this very clear notion of what he's supposed to do um, you know and both times we've seen Luke use the force up until Dagobah when he uses the force in a new hope it's to blow up the Death Star and then he uses the force to call a weapon to his hand so right like Luke's even own under like personal experience of using the force is kind of for the purpose of of violence for for fighting right Um, but he comes to Dagobah meets this little green creature who basically just says Everything you knew, everything you thought you knew was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's, I mean, it's the same thing he says to Ray in Last Jedi when he says, fascinating, every word of that sentence you just said was wrong. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. – um, and so Luke gets there and, and all the lessons that Yoda teaches him, and this is to me is like the heart of those lessons, is he's simply trying to teach Luke how to trust the force. And you do that by trusting in yourself and believing in yourself. That's the heart of a Jedi. It's not being a great warrior, it's not knowing how to fight great with a lightsaber. I find it interesting that there are no lightsaber training segments in Empire Strikes Back. Right? Like there's obviously that there is a deleted scene, it is in the comic book, it is in the novel that Yoda, you know, does a couple little lightsaber activities with him. But they're not in the movie. And be that as it may, if you go with just the movie, it's really fascinating to think that Luke not not once does Yoda teach Luke how to fight. He doesn't teach him how to be a warrior Jedi. He's just teaching him how to be a Jedi. And what does that mean? Someone who's in balance with the Force, someone who trusts in the power of the Force. Um, And this is kind of like the pinnacle of that, right? Uh, One of my favorite quotes that Yoda says in this moment too is is you have to unlearn what you have learned, right? Basically, Mm -hmm. let go of old ways of thinking. Let go of those old belief systems that are holding you back, that are keeping you – Metaphorically and literally in this scene, stunk, stuck in the mud, <laughs> right? Um, Luke goes there and he has to basically completely have to relearn what it means to be a Jedi, right? Like when Obi Wan tells him about the, the Force and the Jedi and A New Hope, he immediately just starts daydreaming of, like, you know, the, the, the gallant knight who rides in on his mighty horse and, and saves the day. That's his notions of what it means to be a Jedi. Yoda's there to say, "Uh uh-uh, that's wrong. And Yoda knows that it's wrong because of the prequels, right? Like, Yoda got humbled hard in Episode 3. And those (laughs) are the lessons he takes with him to teach Luke, right? Um, And it's just fascinating that, you know, so Luke shows up there and immediately just gets knocked down, right? Like, everything he came there expecting does not go the way he expects it to. And then here in the midst of, like... Luke is finally starting to feel connected to the force. Like we see that literally right proceed. Like what happens immediately before the X-Wing is we see him on one hand upside down, Yoda on his feet, levitating rocks like, oh, damn, this guy can use the force, right? Like it's very clear that he can naturally do this stuff. But as soon as something challenging is brought up, a.k.a. lifting that X-Wing, nope, I can't do that. Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, to <laughs> To quote Jimmy, holy god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> holy god.
1: That's an Independence Day reference for all of you ID4 lovers. <laughs> Joe and I are just coming off of a month straight of watching that movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: how many times did we watch <laughs> Seven. <laughs> did we really watch it seven times? That's kind of low for us. Yeah, that is a little low. It might have been eight, but I can't remember.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, Luke goes there, gets, gets – Super upended in his expectations, um, but Yoda's there to teach him something so much more important, so much more than being the Jedi of the old and learning to be a new kind of Jedi, right? Um, you know, you and I are just coming off of uh, a fresh rereading of the Revenge of the Sith novel, um, which we've been doing. You know, we got this little Star Wars book group meeting every month, which has been a blast. Um, one of the things I love in the Revenge of the Sith novel is when Yoda recognizes he's lost to Sidious. And he basically says, uh, I was training them just to fight the old wars. I wasn't allowing them to do something new. Yoda himself had to unlearn what he had learned. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, I I love that, that Yoda is, he, all of empire strikes back is Yoda teaching Luke out of his own failures, right? Mm -hmm. Something pointing, you know, to episode eight, later on, Luke kind of failed to do Luke forgot to teach out of where he failed. Um, and he just let himself feel defeated as a result. But, um, Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I know you had something you wanted to say.
0: Yeah, um, kind of building off of that, I think something really interesting about Luke is that, you know, we see him in A New Hope, right? He's this young, idealistic kid. He just doesn't really have an understanding of the Force, but he learns to start to trust in it. But he's still that kind of like bright-eyed... you know, happy-go-lucky farm boy for, for the most part. He took his first steps into a larger world, which is incredible. But I feel like Luke doesn't change too much from the beginning of A New Hope to the end of A New Hope. What I find interesting about this scene in Empire Strikes Back is this is where we start to see Luke mature, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's out wandering uh, uh, in, this, in the snow and everything, and he's still kind of the same Luke. But once he gets to Dagobah, And he meets Yoda, and he fails. Uh, Does Luke fail before that moment? I feel like he doesn't. Once he fails, that's kind of the turning point for his character, right? Because he he doesn't lift that X-Wing, and then he sees Yoda do it. So, like, you know, Luke is kind of a doubting Thomas, right? Like, seeing is believing kind of deal. But that's kind of the turning point for Luke. Because even though he, uh, you know, runs off prematurely to go face Vader... It stops being about, you know, I'm going to go be this great warrior and it starts to be about I want to go protect the things I love. I want to put, you know, everybody else ahead of me in terms of why I want to be a Jedi and what I want to do with it. Because it's cool that later on in Empire Strikes you know, obviously Return of the Jedi, we haven't seen him for a while and he's just like – who is this guy? Like, he, he had this transformation because meeting Yoda and learning these lessons from Yoda are what kind of turned his life around. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I think the thing that The Last Jedi did best is showing – kind of expanding on the fact that Luke grows the most from failure. Mm. And, you know, it's just, that's when you see him grow the most, right? Like, you you, you can't be Luke Skywalker farm boy and be a Jedi. You have to grow into something more. You have to grow into something that, you know, you you aren't already. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not, I'm having trouble articulating it, but hopefully it makes sense what I'm trying to say.
1: I'd say it does. (laughs) All right, cool. Um... Yeah, no. I mean, I think what you're I, what you're saying essentially is that you you can't start as something and always be that thing,
0: right? right?
1: And that that we grow. And, and I I agree. Like we grow the most in light of our failures, in light of the things that we fall short on, is where we are also given the opportunity to grow
0: the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well said, me. Yeah, good job, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what I was trying to articulate. Thank you. Yeah, uh,
1: and you know. I, I mean, I, I always dig my teeth into this moment, too, because it's where we get what I've always called over the years uh, Yoda's discourse on the force, if you will. Right. <laughs> so now we from Empire or from A New Hope to Empire, we we get our two wise Jedi characters telling us what the force is. You know, Obi-Wan gives a very brief introduction to it to Luke. You know, it binds the galaxy together. Well, now Yoda is trying to give it something a little bit more intimate, something more imminent. So to use like uh, this is what I'm trained in theological language. Um, Obi-Wan presents Luke with a, a kind of transcendent view of the force. It's this all encompassing power that just exists everywhere. But Yoda takes it into something more imminent, um, something more enfleshed, if you will, even though he says we're luminous beings, <laughs> um, But Obi-Wan talks about it being everywhere. Yoda talks about, talks about it being within everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So, whereas Obi-Wan's definition is kind of something outside of yourself, Yoda's is very much about being in yourself. And both are right. It's a both and. You know, I mean, and like using Christian theology, that's how we talk about God is God is both transcendent and imminent. God is beyond us, yet within us. (laughs) Um, And I've always preferred the more imminent side of God, the one that's very personal and, and, and connects with us in that way. And I think Yoda is trying to teach Luke the most important. Aspect of the force, which is that it, it lives within you. Right? It it surrounds everything. It binds this all together. It's between the land and the ship. It's between the tree and the rock. Again, a nod to what Luke teaches Ray in, in Last Jedi. You know, what do you see? You know, balance life between it all. The force. Oh shit. Like it's between everything. Oh, um, bad word. Yeah, I know. Whoops. <laughs> oh <well. laughs> Whatever. Got excited. Um, <laughs> You bring it out of me. Um. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it's, it's really quite wonderful the way that Yoda is trying to teach Luke what the force is. Again, it's not just some like mighty power that is at the will of the, of the warrior, but it's, it's the very life force within you. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, Star Wars has now expanded. I mean, beyond 1980s Empire Strikes Back discourse, you know, now we have something thanks to the prequels and Clone Wars, the cosmic force and the living force. Right. Qui-Gon was a huge, huge proponent for the living force. Um, And he's the one that teaches Yoda all about that stuff during his isolation on Dagobah. I think for Yoda, he understands how important it is to be connected to yourself and to be connected to that very life-giving energy that exists within you Um, again like i don't think the the filmmakers were trying to push a particular religion with this stuff on empire strikes back to be fair the language of the force is much more eastern than christian you know i mean a lot of christian people in this this the 70s and 80s wrote these books about how the force is christianity it 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 is and it isn't, <laughs> but the whole discourse on the Force is actually very centered in Taoism and Hinduism. Really, it's not Christian at all. Um, mm. But uh, what Yoda is ultimately trying to teach Luke in this moment is the very the very energy that creates life and sustains life. That very powerful energy is within you. Know that. Get in touch with that. Trust in that. And trust in the fact that it's within you. You have this ability because of its connection to you. Um, and, you know, I just think that that's such a, a, a powerful lesson is it's a reminder that we are connected to so much more than just ourselves. Um, and by connecting to that energy, um, to that energy that literally brings life, that's how we live into what we're supposed to be. Um, and that's what I hear in Yoda's words here is, is he's inviting Luke into living into the fullest potential, fullest potential of himself, which is something that has to exist beyond his doubts. So what Yoda is trying to show him there is, hey, look at what you can do when you believe in yourself and you manifest that belief. Uh, Yoda lifts the X-Wing. And something I love in the way that this scene is actually filmed, too, is when Yoda, when Luke says to Yoda, you want the impossible and like, you know, pouts and walks away. You're this mm-hmm. One of my favorite still shots in Star Wars is it's just that shot is right as Luke exits screen left, Yoda looks up to the skies. And again, this is me interpreting it through my own specific lens of, of being a person of a certain religious tradition. But I see that as Yoda looking up to the heavens or to use Star Wars language. It's Yoda looking up to the cosmic force, basically saying, Oh, what the hell do I do? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it immediately hits him what he has to do. And he raises that X-wing. Um, and as Yoda begins to lift the X-wing, he just makes this, he kind of bows, like watch his head. He basically bows his head. It's almost as if he is submitting himself to the flow of the force. Right? Yoda works in concert with it. Um and 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 makes this beautiful reality come to pass. Um right, that's that's always been one of my favorite themes about the Jedi and the Force is that they make the impossible possible. And I always love to link that back to episode one, when Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon is putting his lightsaber through the through the main hangar door there, trying to get to Newt Gunray, and he goes, This is impossible! <laughs> And then we get the the force theme swelling as Qui-Gon is making the impossible possible. This is the lesson Yoda is teaching Luke. It's the lesson that we're being taught in this moment is like you've said so much of already, Joe, it's that power of of belief. And, you know, when you when you start to learn to live past your own doubts, that's when you live into what you're supposed to be. And the you know, in this in the context of Luke. The hero he's called to be, he's not meant to be a Jedi general. Those days are long gone, and they were the wrong days. They were they failed. Um, so Yoda's trying to teach Luke to be something new, um, and Luke has to believe that he can.
0: Yes, <laughs> well said, sir. Well said.
1: So, um, but yeah, you know we've we've hinted at it a few times that. You know, the, I really do feel that this is that the main lesson he teaches Ray in Last Jedi when he gives her that first lesson mm-hmm. um, is he's ultimately teaching her the power of connecting to the force that exists within you. Um, and that's I feel like the fact that that's his first lesson, the one thing he's first willing to impart to Ray, even reluctantly, is because that was the most important lesson he learned from Yoda and that and and it was right in this moment. He learned from Yoda in this moment how important it is to to trust in the flow of that life energy all around you. Um so yeah, I mean Luke Luke never stopped learning stops learning that lesson. Um and you know, I obviously we get kind of a a, a rehash of this scene in episode nine when Luke lifts his old X-Wing out of the waters on Octo right for Ray. And and I've seen a lot of discourse online about why people think this is the worst scene in all of star Wars. Then I see people who equally love it. At The end of the day, I don't really care um, it's, in the sense of like so much of the sequel trilogy, uh, so much of JJ J. Abrams sequel trilogy was a rehash of what we got sadly. Um, but the moments to me, it still counts the fact that they musically recreate that scene with Yoda in the swamp is just showing that uh, you know Luke has completely surrendered to the power of the force Um, it's not that Rey doesn't believe it she already believes it she's seen it Um, but Luke's just Luke's just I think that moment's more about showing Luke is now rightfully the successor of Yoda Um, so I think that moment's less about Rey and more about Luke Um, but yeah it's uh, we all wanted. That, we all that, wanted Luke to be Yoda in Last Jedi, but he wasn't because he was crippled by failure. But by Rise of Skywalker, he he kind of is. He is Yoda now.
0: That it was a very satisfying character moment for Luke's story to right. just kind of show the circle is now complete. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly what that was for Luke, and I I liked it a yeah. lot.
1: Yeah, I did too. So, I, I did too know. the first time. It wasn't until I saw like people online complaining that it's the worst thing ever. It's like Ray already believes it's like this, this isn't about Ray.
0: <laughs> no matter no matter what scene you're talking about, someone's gonna think it's the worst thing ever. So fair enough. And is.
1: and on the contrary, someone will think it's the best. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Exactly. So um, but, opinions are like buttholes. <laughs> we all got one. <laughs> um,
1: but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say about this. Um, what about you?
0: No, I think I rambled quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we both did. <laughs> um, well, it's an important scene. I'm I'm honestly I'm excited that this was the one I got to come talk to you about because this is the one that has resonated with me forever. As far as I am concerned, I think it's probably the most important lesson in Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think this uh, f- like in so far as this was kind of the, the thing that helped you to interpret how important it was to just keep pressing on and doing what you felt you were supposed to do with your art direction and your art career. Um, I latch onto this moment as a nice reminder of the fact that the force, that there's a spiritual energy that I do firmly believe is there, that I can tap into, that always directs me in the right course of action, that directs me into making the right steps into being who I'm supposed to be. Um, I think that's what this moment teaches me at the end of the day and why to me it's the most important lesson I've taken out of Star Wars as well. Um, but again, this moment can mean different things to so many different people and that's the power of myth. Um, and uh, yeah.
0: I'd like, I'd like to read comments from anyone listening. What does that scene mean to you? Like what did, what did you guys get out of this scene?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that being said, as always, if you – you know for the, all of you listening – Certainly write in, let us know like what this, what the scene meant, meant and means to you. And it could have meant something different when you were younger than it does now. Um, so, yeah, like, um, yeah, it, it, for, for instance, Joe, the, the line, you must unlearn what you have learned. Um, I was always so confused by that line as a kid. I was like, what does that mean? Like, I had no idea, and therefore it just became a throwaway line. But now it's one of the most important lines in Star Wars to me, right? The importance of constantly unlearning old bad habits, <laughs> mm. old old bad belief systems that don't work anymore, right. Um, right? And again, like, looking at Yoda in that moment, not just Luke, but looking at Yoda, specifically after the prequels, it shows how much Yoda has grown. He's no longer the Yoda sitting in a high tower, Worried about up, upholding some jedi code, right you gotta yeah, constantly sure. be unlearning that crap because it's it's good for a time, but then it then it becomes a constraint, so you got to live past those constraints um, and, and I it's think-
0: funny too, because um, Yoda even critiques jedi like that during the prequels, you know even the older, more experienced ones too yeah. sure of themselves they are, and he doesn't realize that he he falls into that category until. You know what happens happens, and now in Empire, his mentality is that you have to unlock you are never too old to realize that you can be wrong about something, yep, which I love that that comes from Yoda,
1: yeah, yeah, so perfect um so there you go there is there is our first episode of Star Wars Lessons here in the Wampus lair um like Joe said, definitely invite you to, you know, let us know what you thought of this moment, what this moment means to you and why it might be important in, in, uh, who you are. And of course you can do that by contacting us on Twitter at Wampas Lair. Um, or on Facebook at Wampas Lair podcast you can always email us at Wampas at gmail.com. And, uh, Joe, if people wanted to just get in touch with you directly, whether it's about art stuff or even just telling you directly why they like this moment, uh, how can they do that?
0: I am on uh, Facebook. I mean, I'm on Instagram, Joe Hogan Art. I'm on Twitter, uh, DeviantArt, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, Joe Hogan Art, all one word. And I would love to talk shop about this scene.
1: It's kind of an important one. It's a big one.
0: I'll <laughs> I'll be in the thread when, when the episode goes up too, <laughs> chiming in. Because I'm excited to hear about people's uh, take on this scene.
1: Yeah, it, I love this moment. So... Um, but that's going to do it for us uh, here with this first lesson, uh, this first episode of Star Wars Lessons. For Joe, I'm Carl, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.